0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Anything and Everything podcast, a show about anything, everything, and all that's in between. Today, we're back with, of course, we have our um, little Romeo and Juliet act two, scene two, where we left off. You should check that out if you haven't already, but I'm joined by my delightful saucy wench. Rowan, how are you?
1: I am feeling great. Feeling saucy. saucy. Feeling saucy really excited for this infamous balcony scene that we're going to be diving into today.
0: Yeah, it's 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 long and it's got quite long. It's got more than its fair share of
1: it's it's <laughs> it's not exactly as um I guess you could say abstract as past scenes in that it's really just a lot of communication and plot developing. Oh, yeah, um, and but it delightful nonetheless
0: yeah and it almost has as many um interesting facts about it as you know some of mercutio's speeches on innuendo which is almost astounding so yeah you know because because they just go on mercutio just has an unlimited supply of innuendo but um, he really
1: does yeah somebody needs to ask him if he's okay
0: the infamous well, not infamous, the famous balcony scene. We have a question.
1: We do. Now, this one's not as deep as questions past because I don't think we can, I don't think either of us can handle that tonight. Um, If you were gifted with one superpower, which would you choose and why? Uh, Just any sort of superpower that comes to mind, I guess. Mind manipulation. Okay. Why?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, think about how powerful that is think about how unbelievably powerful that is you um
1: that's just so much about you
0: (laughs) okay if that's too powerful it doesn't need to be on like a mat you can't mind control a nation let's say but let's say half of a nation (laughs) (laughs)
1: listen guys I, I know. There's some limitations to my powers, okay? I can't manipulate <laughs> an entire nation. Only about a half of one. I know. I know. I'm sorry.
0: Let's say about 51% <laughs> of a nation.
1: Majority rules.
0: <laughs> of, any, of any given nation.
1: Of any given nation.
0: What would you choose?
1: Oh, boy. I don't... See, I really don't know. I feel like I answer something different every time I'm asked this on, like, a personality quiz or something. Um, I love the idea of... um. Fire powers. I think that's really cool. Um, not exactly like all that useful day to day, but cool. Um,
2: equal so cool to fly.
1: Like invisibility. Like super. Like cliche. Like um, nothing. Like mind manipul- manipulation of fifty one percent of a nation. Can't get that crazy, okay? <laughs> Why not? Because um, <laughs> I just don't have the mind capacity to think that crazy. I can't get over that fifty one percent of a nation. I mean, it's still the majority. Yeah. Um, so so specific. Well, um, I think because... I think if I had to choose, I think fire powers would be cool in like a fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, anytime you're knows. approached in an alley, you will literally incinerate the competition.
1: <laughs> I just think like Leo Valdes from the Heroes of Olympus series, or maybe water, and then I can live my Percy Jackson dreams.
0: <laughs> oh God, he's
1: got some pretty crazy like beside powers um but I wouldn't know I wouldn't say those are superpowers as much as he can
0: hold his breath he He doesn't even have to hold
1: his breath he could just breathe in water (laughs) (laughs) tie he doesn't even have to hold his breath okay um but those aren't exactly superpowers those are just kind of godly powers
0: a question for next week is it a pen but um without (laughs) further ado shall, shall I read this scene summary or would you like to Go ahead. Oh, I'm going to read so much of it. Okay, so we have Romeo and Juliet. And of course, Romeo stands below Juliet's balcony. The vast majority of humanity is familiar with this. Um, it's quite the staple of any curriculum. And uh, he's just being a bit of a creep. I mean, if she did not reciprocate his feelings, oh my God, that would this would be a whole different play. So, not knowing that he's there, Juliet speaks out, wondering why Romeo must be a Montague and she a Capulet. She thinks a name is simply a word and it would be easy for Romeo to take on a new name and therefore not be forbidden to her. Romeo, of course, reveals himself because he doesn't have any attention span, failed the marshmallow test first try, agreeing to forsake the name Romeo if he can have her love. And Juliet warns him that as a montague, he'll be killed if he's spotted, but Romeo doesn't care. So this is what we've got. And of course, at the end there's a little bit of a tidbit, which is um yeah, I might as well just say it now. So at the end, they just they discuss, we should get married, you know. (laughs) I I think that'd be casually I I think that would be pretty cool, not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they decide to create plans which will be followed up in the next scene but um
1: spoiler uh, alert,
0: spoiler alert.
1: <laughs> in case you didn't know
0: act two scene two capulet's orchard enter romeo
1: yeah so we're gonna be doing the same thing we did last week where we read the entire scene and then we go back and analyze the entire scene um we've got three characters in this scene um but I would assume whoever plays Romeo would just read for nurse at the end. So yeah. um who would you like? I know you hate Romeo, so <laughs> just hate him with a passion.
0: Yeah, but I'm, am I fit to be Juliet? I don't know. This, oh, this That's problem. the question
1: in everybody's minds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this problem <laughs> bounces with me. Okay.
1: Does it? Is this your chance to explore that? <laughs>
0: Question. no no. <laughs> no no it's not no thoroughly explored back in my college days and i've, I've finally come down to rest but we have romeo here
1: so i take you'll be reading from romeo then <laughs> yeah okay
0: he just at scars that never felt a wound but soft what light through yonder window breaks it is the east and juliet is the sun arise fair sun and kill the envious moon who is already sick and pale with grief that thou, her maid, art far more fair than she. Be not her maid, since she is envious. Her vestal livery is but sick and green, and none but fools do wear it. Cast it off. It is my lady, oh, it is my love, oh, that she knew she were. She speaks, yet she says nothing, what of that? Her eye discourses, I will answer it, I'm too bold. Tis not for me she speaks, two of the fairest stars. In all the heaven have some business to entreat her eyes, to twinkle in their spheres till they return. What if her eyes were there, they in her head? The brightness of her cheek would shame those stars as daylight doth a lamp. Her eyes in heaven would, through the airy regions, stream so bright that birds would sing and think it were not night. See how she leans upon her cheek, no, rather how she leans her cheek upon her hand. Oh that I were a glove upon that hand that I might touch that cheek. By me. Good Lord, she speaks! <laughs> Oh, speak again, bright angel, for thou art as glorious to this night, being o'er my head as it is a winged messenger of heaven unto the white, upturned, wondering eyes of mortals that fall back to gaze on him when he bestrides the lazy, puffing clouds and sails upon the bosom of the air. <laughs>
1: oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name, or if thou wilt not, but be. Be but sworn, my love, and I'll no longer be a capulet.
0: Shall I hear more, or shall I speak at this?
1: Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, thou not Montague. What's Montague? It is nor hand, no foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part belonging to a man. Oh, be some other name. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. So Romeo would, were he not Romeo called, retain that dear perfection which he owes without that title. Romeo, doff thy name, and for that name, which is no part of thee, take all myself.
0: I take thee at thy word. Call me but love, and I'll be new baptized. Henceforth I never will be Romeo.
1: What man art thou that thus bescreened at night so stumblest on my counsel?
0: By a name I know not how to tell thee who I am my name dear saint is hateful to myself because it is an enemy to thee had i it written i would tear the word
1: my ears have not yet drunk a hundred words of that tongue's utterance yet i know the sound art thou not romeo and a montague
0: neither fair maid if either thee dislike
1: how camest thou hither tell me and wherefore that the orchard walls are high and hard to climb and the place death considering who thou art if any of my kinsmen find thee
0: here with love's light wings did i o'erperch these walls for stony limits cannot hold love out. And what love can do, that dares love attempt. Therefore thy kinsmen are no stop to me.
1: If they do see thee, they will murder thee.
0: Alack, there lies more peril in thine eye than twenty of their swords. Look thou but sweet, and I am proof against their enmity.
1: I would not for the world they saw thee here.
0: I have knights cloak to hide me from their sight. <laughs> and but thou love me, let them find me here. My life were better ended by their hate than death prorogued, that is a word I haven't seen, prorogued (laughs) wanting of thy love.
1: By whose direction foundest thou out this place?
0: By love, who first did prompt me to inquire. He lent me counsel and I lent him eyes. I am no pilot, yet wert thou as fair as that vast shore washed with the farthest sea I would adventure for such merchandise.
1: Thou knowest the mask of night is on my face else would a maiden blush but paint my cheek for that which thou hast heard me speak tonight fain would i dwell on form fain fain deny what i have spoke but farewell compliment dost thou love me i know that wilt say i and i will take thy word yet if thou swearest, thou may prove false at lovers perjuries thou sage of they sage of laughs laughs O gentle romeo if thou dost love pronounce it faithfully or if thou thinkest I am too quickly won, I'll frown and be perverse and say thee nay. So thou wilt too, but else not for the world. In fair, in truth, fair Montague, I am too fond, and therefore thou mayst think my behavior light. But trust me, gentlemen, I'll prove more true than those that have more cunning to be strange. I would have not been more strange, I must confess, than that thou overheardst me ere I was ware. but my true love's passion. Therefore pardon me, and not impute this yielding to light love, which the dark night hath so discovered.
0: Lady, by wonder-blessed moon I vow, that tips with silver all these fruit-tree tops.
1: Swear not by the moon, the inconsistent moon, that monthly changes in her circled orb, lest that thy love prove likewise variable.
0: What shall I swear by?
1: Do not swear at all, or if thou wilt, swear by thy gracious self, which is the god of my adultery, and I'll believe thee. Idolatry. (laughs)
0: <laughs> if my heart's dear love
1: well do not swear although i joy in thee i have no joy of this contract tonight it is too rash too unadvised too sudden too like the lightning which doth cease to be ere one can say it lightens sweet good night this bud of love by summer's ripening breath may prove a bounty beauteous flower when next we meet good night good night as sweet repose and rest come to thy heart as that within my breast
0: Oh, wilt thou leave me so unsatisfied?
1: What satisfaction canst thou have tonight?
0: The exchange of thy love's faithful thou for mine.
1: I gave thee mine before thou didst request it, and yet I would it were to give again.
0: Wouldst thou withdraw it? For what purpose, love?
1: But to be frank and give it thee again, and yet I wish but for the thing I have. My bounty is as boundless as the sea, my love is deep. The more I give to thee, the more I have, for both are infinite. I hear some noise within, dear love, adieu. Anon, good nurse, sweet Montague, be true. Stay but a little, I will come again.
0: Oh, blessed, blessed night. I am afeard, being in night, all this is but a dream, too flattering sweet to be substantial.
1: Three words, dear Romeo, and good night indeed. If that thy bent of love be honorable, thy purpose marriage, send me word tomorrow, by one that I'll procure to come to thee, where in what time thou wilt perform the rite, and all my fortunes at thy foot I'll lay and follow thee, my lord, throughout the world. Madam. I come anon, but if thou meanst not well, I do beseech thee. Madam. By and by I come to cease thy suit and leave me to my grief, tomorrow will I send.
0: So thrive my soul.
1: A thousand times good night.
0: A thousand times the worse to want thine light. Love goes toward love as schoolboys from their books, but love from love toward school with heavy looks.
1: Hist, Romeo, Ah, for a falconer's voice to lure this tassel gentle back again. Bondage is hoarse and may not speak aloud, else would I tear the cave where Echo lies and make her airy tongue more hoarse than mine with repetition of my Romeo's name.
0: It is my soul that calls upon my name, how silver sweet sound lovers' tongues by night like softest music to attending ears.
1: Romeo. (laughs)
0: Uh, what (laughs) (laughs) okay my my (laughs) at
1: what o'clock tomorrow shall I send to thee
0: (laughs) at the hour of nine
1: I will not fail tis twenty years till then I forgot why I did call thee back
0: let me stand here till thou remember it
1: I shall forget to have thee stand there, remembering how I love thy company.
0: And I'll still stay to have thee still forget, forgetting any other home but this.
1: It is almost morning, I would have thee gone. And yet, no further than a wonton's bird who lets it pop a little from her hand like a poor prisoner in his twisted gyves, and with a silk thread plucks it back again, so loving, jealous of his liberty.
0: I would I were thy bird.
1: Sweet, so would I. Yet I should kill thee with much cherishing. Good night, good night, parting is such sweet sorrow that I shall say good night till it be morrow.
0: Sleep, dwell upon thine eyes, peace in thy breast. Would I were sleep in peace so sweet to rest? Hence will I to my ghostly friar's cell, his help to crave, and my dear hap to tell. Okay.
1: <laughs> Stumbled through that.
0: <laughs> oh boy, Nyaz? My nyas.
2: Not... Oh I, no, man. No, I I
0: I've seen that word so many times in, you know, actually analyzing the thing, but I never gave a second's thought to um how do I pronounce that? <laughs> <laughs> how am I it's like some
1: words you just don't even try to pronounce, you just acknowledge, acknowledge it exists until so you actually have to pronounce it.
0: How am I gonna pronounce that? Oh goodness. But um yeah, so that was the balcony scene. We hope you all enjoyed. Love that scene it is a good scene isn't it?
1: it it really is
0: and Romeo isn't completely unbearable in it
1: <laughs> I I mean if anything I feel like he's more unbearable
0: <laughs> Oh really oh really well if anything his um his unbearability is countered by um Juliet's
1: um, yeah I would yeah.
0: So they're both awful. Huzzah. Okay.
1: (laughs) Huzzah. Every time we read a scene, it makes me want to be in a production of Romeo and Juliet more and more. I
0: know. I know. I know. I'm currently, anyways, different discussion. but um, (laughs) That's
1: for the other podcast.
0: (laughs) For the go check out listening in shameless plug. So act two, scene two, we've got entering the orchard um, from Romeo, of course, not from Juliet. That wouldn't make any sense. (laughs) So he just set scars that never felt a wound. This is in reference to the previous scene in which, you know, of course, um, Benny and Mercutio Benny. and Merc, Benny, and Merc are Benny uh, and Merck are going about trying to uh, call bugs. him back with some quite offensive, at least in Romeo's estimate estimation, um, some very offensive words and phrases, but. So that's in reference to that, and then immediately we pick back up into a new topic. So
1: <laughs> he's like, he's really butt hurt for a moment, and then he's like, "Oh my God, no, I'm not." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God, my angel,
1: my love.
0: <laughs> in that voice, yeah.
1: <laughs> but soft the light through your window breaks.
0: <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I, uh, I think all romantics. <laughs> You need to cast someone with a good voice for this role. <laughs> <laughs> that voice is this
1: ingested scores I never felt a wound.
2: But soft, light, and
0: <laughs> Okay, stop. Uh, stop making violent, passionate love to your microphone. Let's um. <laughs> let's get this show on the road. So, oh, but soft. What light through yonder window breaks, it is the east and Juliet is the sun. So obviously that's imagery. Any any non plebeian would understand this. So this is the most famous scene in the history of all of theater, I think it would be safe to say. And Shakespeare begins it with some fantastic imagery. So Romeo sees this light streaming from Juliet's bedroom window Um, Though she is not visible. And he compares this streaming light to that of a sunrise when the sun's rays are radiating above the horizon through, um, I mean, though the sun itself is not visible. So yeah, just some lovely, you can really imagine that scene as you're walking through the woods, the break of dawn.
1: Yeah, and um, quick promo for the Instagram. Check out the Instagram for a nice little <laughs> meme I made.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, Matt, she's so proud. She's just, so listen, proud. I'm
1: so proud of this. I think it's really funny. Never been done before, I'm sure. We were sure. A call
0: for like three hours before. That was all she was talking about. That was just, <laughs> I I would keep on going like, yeah, and, you know, great tragedy struck my family. And she'd go, oh, but this meme, though.
2: Have You'd you seen like, this vine?
0: Yeah, so-
1: Going through some really tough times right now. I'm like, okay, yeah, but like this meme I made, it's <laughs> okay, real yeah, good. <laughs> but um, really, sorry, really sad, sad. I know, yeah, no, but this meme.
0: But this meme. So, folks, we have but soft, what light through yonder window breaks. That's just some very self-explanatory imagery. And then, of course, Ro- Rowan, would you like to? I almost called you Romeo, as I'm prone to do. Would you like to, um, go on?
1: Yeah. So. After that, he goes, Arise for sun and kill the envious moon who is already sick and pale with grief that thou, her maid, art far more fair than she. Um, So real quick, some language that thou, you, or Juliet in this case, her maid or virgin worshipper art far more fair beautiful than she. So um, here, Romeo is imagining Juliet as a worshipper as uh, a worshipper of (laughs) Diana, the goddess of chastity and virgins, and her symbol is the moon. So, um, and kill the envious moon Di- whacked my ring light loving that um
0: very and- top-notch content here folks
1: guys quality content um yeah so here diana is envious because juliet is more beautiful than she is and it's made diana pale with grief um, and it, that explains why the moon's light is sickly and pale compared to that of the sun. So we've got a little bit of um, comparison here and a little bit of like light, dark. Um, I really hope nobody heard that. Um, uh, comparing the sun and the moon here. Um, Romeo calls on Juliet to rise and kill the jealous moon, um, which the real sun will appear to do once it rises above the horizon and the moon becomes barely visible.
0: Um,
1: yeah, so keeping on with that Juliet son theme here.
0: Yeah, no, it's um, great. It, it really is a great scene if you're just breaking it down. It, it really, um, it's iconic for a reason.
1: That's that's what I say to anybody who like disses Romeo and Juliet. I'm like, listen, exactly, it's iconic for a reason.
0: But not to her maid, since she is envious. Her vestal livery is but sick and green and none but fools do wear it. What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you. So please do. So um here we go. Her livery is but sick and green, and none but fools do wear it. So the green sickness or the virgin's disease is um a disease of, you know, not a disease, but here, allow me to describe it. So when a girl <laughs> when a girl reaches puberty and starts menstruating. And please forgive me, folks. I'm I'm trying here. She. Uh,
1: if we need to tag team, just let me know. I've got you.
0: <laughs> I got you. I'm right there. I got you. Thank you, Rowan. Thank you. Always good to have someone to fall back on <laughs> in this specific case. So when a girl reach uh, reaches her, you know, goal of puberty, and starts menstruating. Oh boy, she'll. <laughs> she can. Do lose... you need me to do this? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm fine. I, I did it before. I could do it again. She loses so much blood. She can lose so much blood. I should say. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> she, she has. You're she, doing
1: great. You're doing great. She has the ability <laughs>
0: to lose so much, to lose so much blood that she becomes anemic, right? And her skin can turn a greenish yellow, and so this, this condition. <laughs> Uh, called the green sickness I'm not or, at you. or oh you 100 percent are what are you talking about and the virgin's screen sickness or the virgin's disease rarely seen today because it is very easily treatable but uh in shakespeare's day it affected about one in five is the estimation so
1: <laughs> young women specifically
0: yeah oh men don't menstruate exactly so, that's my point <laughs> young woman young woman specifically just wanted to point that out just yes, want to
2: keep digging
1: we're just digging
0: oh boy it's but fine. um yeah so so much blood mother nature just slapped him right up the side of the skull and uh yeah uh, so
1: pretty much that's that that's about how it feels yeah
0: rowan take it <laughs> rowan take it away
1: um, so I'm just going to, like, finish you off there. Ooh. Um, <laughs> it was also known as the virgin's disease because it mostly affected young, unmarried women. Um, and in that time, if you were unmarried, that just meant you were a virgin. Um, because you... Context clues, guys.
0: Not nowadays am um, my white <laughs> gents.
1: <laughs> and... Um, According to standard medical advice from the time, the cure for this disease was simple, have sex. Um, so essentially, con Diana, virgin, which we all then knew. Um, yeah. And um, for a little bit of uh, translation into modern text here for to make it make actual sense, um, essentially here he's saying, don't swear off men like the virgin mood goddess Diana. The moon envies you eh, envies you anyway her virginal appearance is weak and pale and only fools want to emulate it um so essentially telling her to stop being a virgin and get with him anyway <laughs> cast it all um here Juliet appears in the balcony it is my lady oh it is my love oh that she knew she were she speaks yet she says nothing what of that not a ton here really just noticing oh my gosh it's Juliet. Um he notices that she's talking, um, but he can't actually hear her. And he's like, yo, what is ha- why? I want to hear her, you know. Um, and we see that when Juliet speaks again, that it's it's a little bit of a, like, oh my gosh, Romy's talking now. We're kind of going back, and this is what Juliet was saying. Um yes, okay. Her eye discourses, I will answer it. I am too bold, tis not to me she speaks. Two of the fairest stars in all of the heaven, having some business, do entreat her eyes to twinkle in their spheres till they return. So, two of the fairest or brightest stars in all of the heaven, having some business, or uh, you know that's pretty self-explanatory, do entreat or request her eyes to twinkle in their spheres till they return. So, um, in sixteenth century, <laughs> in sixteenth century, it was still widely believed that um, the stars were fixed to like a giant sphere that revolved around the earth um not entirely accurate but you know <laughs> um here, Romeo, <laughs> romeo's imagining that um Juliet's sparkling eyes um are taking the place of two of the stars in this sphere of stars so essentially just talking about how bright her eyes are
0: having some business to entreat her eyes to twinkle in their spheres till they return. God, just like such great lines in these really, passages. Really? Um, it's so
1: fun to like read. I had to do this monologue for a theater a couple of, earlier this year. And, um, <laughs> it was very fun.
0: If I, if I had to recommend um, a passage where almost like every line is just amazing. Rape of Lucrece, please read amazing stuff. But uh Anyways, so what if her eyes were there, they in her head? The brightness of her cheek would shame those stars as daylight doth a lamp. Her eyes in heaven would through the airy region stream so bright that birds would sing and think it were not night. Okay, so that passage, he, bit of a simp, this guy, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, let's be real, but... So he he takes his earlier comparison of um, these spheres in her skull, but uh, he, he takes it more literally and he goes, what if the stars were in her face and were her eyes? <laughs> <laughs> well... What if um,
1: stars were in face?
0: <laughs> there's another meme. Go check out the Instagram. And so... What if her eyes were there, they in her head? So what if these bright shining orbs came down and replaced her eyes? Well, she as a person, specifically the brightness of her cheek would shame those stars because she's just so bright and pure and lovely as daylight doth a lamp. So he's, I, I mean, I have a lamp right here, but he's comparison, he's comparisoning. He's comparing, <laughs> <laughs> like just... Um, the actual sun to this lamp right here, just the stark difference between those two, which uh, obviously is very apparent, which is impossible, of course, but a little bit of hyperbole never hurt anyone. Ever. Her eyes in heaven would through the, through the airy region, otherwise known as the atmosphere, how we know it today. Streams so bright. That <laughs> I birds learned
1: that today.
0: I'm thinking we're not night. And so, um, of course... She is such a bright person that her eyes, if they were in heaven and replaced by these orbs, would be so incredibly bright that they would almost replace the that not almost that they would replace the sun and animals would come out thinking it were day because there would just be so much light from her shining, glimmering, beautiful eyes. Off we go. Rome. This is
1: really just the Romeo's a simp, a <laughs> monologue.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, that's what i definitely try to do if any of my friends try and uh you know say anything nice about any person that they might might be interested in i just call them a simp immediately and tear away any sort of comfortable feeling that they had in my company like you know <laughs> disclosing their feelings to me is just not going to happen so you were on um c
1: oh okay <laughs> i didn't know you were done okay see yeah, how she leans her cheek upon her hand oh that i were a glove upon that hand that i might touch that cheek um not much really to go into here really just um he wants to touch her cheek and she's like imagine if i were on her a glove i wear that glove on her hand touching her cheek um
0: i may she speaks and then that whole next passage is um <laughs> it turns out she's just crying out from just a something horrendous just happened in the Capulet household but um that this whole next passage is one giant simile so she speaks yeah. oh speak again bright angel for thou art as glorious to this night being o'er my head as is a winged messenger of heaven unto the white upturned wondering eyes of mortals that fall back to gaze on him when he bestrides the lazy puffing clouds and sails upon the bosom of the air god that's a sentence
1: that and is really, a that is a <laughs> sentence. It's a sentence. That's one thing about this whole scene is that it's not as like intricate as, say, like a Mercutio monologue, like Queen Mab, where it's just like constant no innuendo and on. so much double meaning. But it's so so metaphorical and so like so just so much comparison and simile, and it's much lighter.
0: Yeah, it's much more think, colorful.
1: Yeah, than I think the rest of the play, or at least the play up until now. And what's interesting to me is that there really isn't a ton of rhyming like they really rely mostly on language and form a little bit um as you'll see later with some shared lines but um Um, would you like to explain that simile i
0: will yeah i i I would like to try so this very self-experient very self-apparent so Juliet he's just really digging into this whole thing of Juliet as an angel right and so he takes this idea and he goes oh she's this winged messenger of heaven and he compares his looking up at Juliet to mortals looking at an angel because she's just that amazing apparently I know I man I I I hope to feel this way someday
1: yeah, I think this is like the quintessential, like, I hope I'm this in love with somebody one day that I can just like pull similes out of my butt.
0: I'm <laughs> pressing X to doubt that one, but we'll, we'll see. All right, <laughs> off you go, off you get.
1: Um. So now we've got the famous, everybody knows it, everybody loves it. Romeo, Romeo. Wherefore art thou, Romeo?
0: <laughs> but what does wherefore mean, Ron?
1: What does wherefore mean, Ty? It means why. It I means think a lot why? of people. I mean, so here she's asking, why are you Romeo? Which is, it's like, what even is a knife? Like, <laughs>
0: no, why? <yeah. laughs>
1: why are you Romeo? It seems like such a stupid question.
0: It seems that way on Sorry, that, My
1: track. sister came in here.
0: Oh, um, how dare she?
1: So he, she's asking here, why are you Romeo? Why are you Montague? Deny thy father and refuse thy name, or if thou wilt not be, but sworn my love, and I'll no longer be a Capulet. So here she's saying essentially, disown your family, refuse your name, um, <laughs> just stop, stop being a Montague. Um, and stop if you it. won't, um, swear my love, and I will stop being a Capulet. So pretty much she's just like agonizing over the fact that their families are not that they're not supposed to be in love. It's like you know, um, as one does. So and she's saying. So pretty much um she's saying if you're not gonna if you won't stop being a montague i'll stop being a Capulet. we'll do whatever it takes
0: and then um romeo of course likes to pipe up at every conceivable moment and he pretty much shall i hear more shall i speak at this i don't even need to explain that one should i speak right now or shall I? uh, shall i listen in maybe i do need to explain it for me (laughs) should I listen in or um, speak right now? Yeah. He listens in. Juliet.
1: that's for, that's also an aside. So it's not actually, It's asked, she's, he's talking to the audience here, asking for the audience's advice, which um, didn't mention it before, but in Romeo's initial monologue, um, if we're thinking like from an acting perspective, um, he's really ta- talking to the audience. He's asking the audience, he's conferring with the audience. I don't think that's the right word. Um, he's really just talking to the audience like yo this is a very beautiful woman um,
0: yeah it depends <laughs> on how you direct it I yeah guess.
1: it depends on how you direct it how you perform it how you, how you um, perceive the, the text um, how you interpret it um, yeah
2: anyway
0: he's just like so this Montague is outside this woman's window just fantasizing and just going how is it possible that someone on this earth is this beautiful a little creepy Again, he doesn't go
1: outside a lot
0: <laughs> not a lot and you know when he does this happens so
1: as we've noticed when like every time he left the house before it was because of, it was because he was agonizing over depressed. rosalind
0: <laughs> yeah. he was
1: depressed and in love with rosalind and now he's out here like showing up at women's balconies like i love you
0: we um, have a whole chunk of juliet text we so, do go for it all
1: right tis but thy name that is my enemy thou art thyself though not a montague <laughs> what's montague it is nor hand nor foot nor on no face Oh, be some other name belonging to a man what's in a name that which we call a rose by any other word would smell sweet again another iconic line so romeo would so romeo would were he not romeo called retain that dear perfection which she owes without that title Romeo doff thy name and for thy name which is no part of thee take all myself. Um, so it's again nothing too complicated here more just like going on about that name thing getting kind of philosophical if you think about it. Um, <laughs> she's really just um, she's really kind of detaching Romeo from his name um, in a way that that which we call a rose but I knew the word would still smell as sweet. So like you take this rose if you were to call it i don't know jeff it would still smell as sweet as a rose smells although Um, you would have
0: a little bit less respect for it
1: (laughs) shut up um (laughs) and at the so i'm just gonna go ahead and translate this if it's only your name which is my enemy you are who you are even if you aren't weren't a montague so then she goes on what is a montague um, it's not a hand nor a foot nor an arm nor a face nor any other concrete part of your body it'll be some other name what's in a name a rose would smell sweet da, 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 da. uh romeo if he had a name besides romeo would be just as perfect as he as he is with that name now and then she goes to ask romeo take off your name and in exchange for that superficial part of you take all of me so essentially he, she's just kind of saying stop me and i'm onto you and you can have me <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> it's a really messy way to explain that, but uh, you get the point.
0: <laughs> this is like a guy's dream right now. <laughs> Just renounce your name and we'll see what happens.
1: Well, uh, we'll uh, go from there.
0: Romeo, at the stage direction, aloud, pipes up at this and goes, I take thee at thy word now, speaking to Juliet. Call me but love and I'll be new baptized. Henceforth, I will never be Romeo. And so what this means, again, very self-explanatory. Romeo has a lot of those coming further down into the scene. But I will take thee at thy word. So he's obviously referring to Juliet's speech just previous. Uh, And he goes, you know what? I'll take you up on that offer. Call me but love, not Romeo, and I'll be newly baptized. I'll be a new person. Henceforth, I never will be Romeo. Because she seems to take such grievous offense with the name Romeo,
1: she's like, he's like, yo, you hate my name, I get it, I'll change my name, just love me. <laughs> um, yes. And then Juliet continues, "What man art thou that thus bescreened in night so stumblest on my counsel?" Um, so she's a little creeped out, like, who is this man? Who is <laughs> who is this man hiding in the night, overhearing my very private thoughts that I'm speaking out of my balcony? Um. Yeah, so she's kind of like, "Yo, here's something," <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then Romeo goes, "I by a name I know not how to tell thee who I am. My name, dear so saint, is aggressive. hateful <laughs> to myself because it is an enemy to thee. Had I had written, I would tear the word." So he's just really, really, just such a sim. He's really digging in and going, "I, you know what? I, I, I would tell you who I was, but." We seem to have kind of ruled that out, so I'm not sure exactly how to address myself.
1: <laughs> out of context, it's a very passive-aggressive couple of lines there. It's By like, a name, it's like my name is hateful to myself because it is an enemy to thee. It's very aggressive <laughs> if you take, if you take it out of context. But um,
0: cannot wait to see you play this. Um,
1: <laughs> By a name, I don't know who I am.
0: And um, I. I don't, I've, Instantly invited, so by a name I know not how to tell thee who I am. My name, dear Saint, is hateful to myself because it is an enemy to thee. Had I it written, I would tell the word. I I would tell you, but you seem to hate r- the word Romeo, so I, <laughs> I, I'm not really sure how. Um, but had I it written, had I written the word Romeo out, I would tear it just in my show of hate.
1: Yeah. So once again, pretty self-explanatory. I really just bowing down to Juliet right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then juliet responds. my ears have yet not a drunk nope my ears have not nope
0: <laughs> uh, can you tell it's late my it's, ears yeah. have not yet drunk
1: thank you a hundred words of thy tongue's uttering yet i know the sound art thou art thou not romeo and montague so um romeo just went on this whole spiel about how he's aware of her hatred for his name so he's not gonna say it so juliet's not so juliet's like yo you're romeo right um i haven't even heard you speak a hundred words but i recognize your voice aren't you romeo and montague again pretty self-explanatory um romeo responds neither if you're made if either thee dislike um so again neither if you dislike either of them neither if either displeases you um again really just Milking the fact that she doesn't seem to like his name. Either of them for that matter.
0: This is what every partner wants, and the other just complete and other utter utter <laughs> subservience. Just absolutely um
1: complete submission.
0: <laughs> rolling over onto thy back. So Romeo <laughs> goes, neither for a maid if either they dislike. <laughs> He's met with the same problem. Um, you know, I would tell you, but we I I can't seem to be able to do that because you hate. The words Romeo and Montague so much, so he goes. Neither fair maid got to slip in that beautiful. Neither that beautiful compliment one. there. Yes, if either they dislike, if if you dislike either one, and then Juliet responds with,
1: "How camest thou hither, tell man wherefore, why? <laughs> the orchard walls are high and hard to climb, and if the place death. Considering who thou art, if any of my kin- kinsmen find thee here." um so like i said pre uh at the start or maybe i didn't say it i know i mentioned it but um a lot of this scene from here out is just pure communication there's not they kind of drop the um the flowery language they kind of drop the um metaphor and just interact um i was gonna say something else but i don't know what it was so um here she's asking how did you come here and why 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 did you come here um the orchard walls are high and hard to climb and if you're found here by any of my family you'd be killed considering who you are um so once again just really nailing it that um really nailing it in that romeo's and hated um and uh she's just like yo why are you here they go and find you and they go and kill you um pretty self explanatory once again
0: to which Romeo responds, with love's light wings did I or approach these walls, for stony limits cannot hold love out, and what love can do that dares love attempt, therefore thy kinsmen are no stop to me. What does that mean? I'll tell you what that means. So w- with love's light wings I did approach these walls, for stony limits cannot hold love out, um, does not really answer her question as to how exactly did you get over these walls. Um, but he's overemphasizing. No, I not overemphasizing. What he's using hyperbole to demonstrate how deeply ensconced in love he is. Um, Which by, from Romeo
1: doesn't really mean much.
0: <laughs> no, he seems to do that every five <laughs> seconds. So really, with love's light wings, and of course, I I would imagine, I know this is going back to more of a uh, Cupid love is light, airy wingful if you will uh with love's light wings did i or approach these walls Did i come over these walls for stony mm. limits cannot hold love out and what love can do that dares love attempt that means someone in love will dare to attempt anything which love is capable of um even if that means the possibility of getting me killed therefore thy can't uh, no stop to me therefore you know
2: <laughs> your
0: yeah he's really Capulets just <laughs> got nothing
1: is really just placing so much faith in love right now, which is quite, it's actually kind of beautiful. It's perhaps idiotic, but beautiful. Um, Juliet replies, if they do see thee they, thee, they will murder thee. So really just reminding him, you're not supposed to be here. If they find you, they will kill you.
0: I, I don't believe, nope. She has not said a word of love to him yet. Um, no,
1: she's just more <laughs> concerned with the fact that he's not supposed to be there.
0: I mean, he took a mad gamble coming out here.
1: He really did. but and nobody seems to realize that, except for, I guess, Mercutio did earlier. But um,
0: Oh, yeah, well.
1: He always does. He sees the flaws and everything.
0: Romeo pipes back up and goes, Alack, there lies more peril in thine eye than 20 of their swords. Look thou but sweet, and I am proof against their enmity. So, again, hyperbole. Um, Alack, <laughs> there loves lies that hyperbole. more peril in nine eye than 20 of their swords. <laughs> Your love affects me so much, and it's so dangerous to me that it couldn't even match 20 of their swords. Um, if you look just sweet, as I'm sure he feels she is right now, well, that first paragraph, um, look thou but sweet, and I am proof against their enmity, and I am defended against their hatred. Because, yeah, love- so
1: he's just like, He's being, he's real desperate right now. He's like, please just look lovingly at me, please. I beg you. Um, yeah. So then Julia replies, I would not for the world they saw thee. I would not for the world they saw thee here.
0: Now this is, has to be, um, I would imagine portrayed in, at least in some renditions I've seen as just a huge puff of relief, like a visible physical relaxation because this um at least in some respect means that you know she doesn't want him dead so yeah this
1: i also think it can be very much dependent on who's producing or directing the play because um i would not for the world they saw thee here um i wouldn't have them see you here for the whole world so that could that could just mean like she doesn't want him dead or um, I guess in the context, it wouldn't really apply, but it could also mean a slight like, I don't want you here, <laughs> like, <laughs> get out, like it's midnight, you are in my garden, get out. Um, but unlikely, just a thought. But um, yes, I think Romeo is definitely like very visibly like shoulders like, um, what's the word? Uh, lower release, I saw a couple <laughs> inches. That
2: um, word,
0: yes.
1: That wasn't the word I was looking for, but it works. Um, yeah, so then Romeo replies, I have night's cloak to hide me from their eyes, and but thou love me, let them find me here. My life were better ended by their hate than death prorogued wanting of thy love. I don't think that's how you pronounce that word, but <laughs> we're going with it. Um,
0: it's prorogued.
1: And if only you love me, let them find me here. Um, my life were better ended by their hate than death prolonged lacking of thy love so um he's really just really just harping on the fact that like my love for you is greater than any any threat to my life um but it's also he's also kind of like get a life (laughs) like unless you love me back let them find me here like you've known this girl all five minutes and you're already like I will die if you don't love me back.
0: Um, well, they they did as pilgrims do in the shed back there. So be, <laughs> it's more of <laughs> it's better
1: that my <laughs> it's better that my life it be ended by their hatred than prolonged without your love, which is sweet, I guess. <laughs> sweet, I guess. <laughs> I, I
0: guess. I don't know. By whose direction foundst, foundest out? Oh, foundst thou out this place. These Juliet lines, I don't know why they're tripping us up, but by I whose know. direction or how why are she she's still trying to figure out how this brain got here? How this brain <laughs> She's <said>. so confused. <laughs> she's so confused. And then Romeo is like, but love. <laughs> so it was love. By all love, just, <laughs> first did all you need is love. He lent me counsel and I lent him eyes. I am no pilot, yet wert thou as far as the vast shore washed with the farthest sea I would adventure for such a merchandise. Okay, so <laughs> again, very creepy if you're not into it, but uh, I don't know. He lent me counsel and I lent him eyes. Again, he's personifying love and he goes, love led me here love. He gave me advice. And of course, I followed his path. And I'm no pilot, I'm no navigator of any fancy ship. Yet wert thou as far as that vast, desolate shore washed with the farthest sea far, far away, I would adventure, I would journey for such goods. And um, of course, you have a little bit of a metaphor. So Romeo compares himself to the captain of a trading ship, as I've discussed, venturing on a dangerous voyage across a vast sea to obtain valuable merchandise, this being Juliet. This is an apt metaphor for an Eng- for a period in England's history when bold ship captains and risk-taking investors were opening sea lanes to the Caribbean. So, yeah, a, a bit of a cultural reference, as well as a metaphor. But, yes, Juliet... Um, I believe, finally opens up. We'll find out, Rowan. Take it away.
1: <laughs> thou knowest the mask of night is on my face. else would a maiden blush, but my cheek for that which thou hast heard me speak tonight. Fain would I dwell on form. Fain, fain deny what I have spoke. But farewell compliment dost thou love me. I know that will say I, and I will take thy word. Yet if thou swearest, thou mayst prove false. At the lovers' perjuries, they say, age of laughs. Um, let me take that back before I get carried away. Um, a little bit of word play here, maybe. Um, feign or happily would I dwell? Rely on form etiquette. Um, so happily would I rely on etiquette. Feign, feign deny what I've spoke. But farewell, compliment or formalities. Um, so I wish I could deny what I said, but oh well, goodbye formality. Um, she's <laughs> just kind of like, yeah. So um. Wish you wouldn't have heard what I said, uh, but it's fine. It's fine. It's Um,
2: okay.
1: It's great. No going back now. Dost thou love me? I know you will say I and I will take thy word. Yet if thou swearst, thou'st my proof. Nope. Thou mayst prove false. So um she's really just like, I know you'll say yes and I'll believe you, but if you swear it, I worry you might be lying. So really just now she's finally kind of opening up to the love thing, but much more wary than Romeo seems to be. You know, R- Romeo's kind of jumping into it head first, like, love, love, I love, love, I'm in love with you, love this, love that. And Juliet's like, yeah, but uh, I don't trust it.
0: I think now um, is a good time to keep in mind that Juliet is customarily played by a 13 year old girl, as is the play's, um, as does the play say, her age. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. Romeo, Later I'm, on, or. Um, ah for some reason he's always played at 16 although i'm not sure that that's anywhere specifically in the play
1: i for it's that's one thing to like w- w- uh wonder about is juliet's age is very much hard it's very much like um a topic a conversation like anytime you know later we'll meet paris um if we haven't already uh who will spoiler alert ask for juliet's hand and uh mr capulet he's or lord capulet mr capulet's funnier He's like, yeah, but she's 13, my guy. Like, she's not even 14 yet. Um, and it just constantly brought up how young she is. Whereas Romeo, we never really hear. Like, it's not mentioned once. Um, it's not really alluded to in any way. Uh, but I do think the general consensus is that he's around 16. So that would put the age gap at about three years. Um,
0: Which isn't that much. But given this young, that's painfully much.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, if you were to think about it in later years, it's like, oh, 28 and 31, not that bad. But uh, the fact that she's a 13, that's bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's weird, but um, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's not fine. Um, anyway, it's not fine. But uh, it explains why she's a lot more hesitant on um the whole idea of love. And um, when her mother, which... We have gotten, it's so hard to keep track of what's happened already. Um, but when her mother asks her to start thinking about marriage, to start looking for uh, a proper suitor, she's like, Well, I'll look to like if looking, liking wilt, um, or look to love if, you know I'll what to I'm to saying? Look to
0: like if looking, liking move.
1: Move, not wilt. That's <laughs> what the line is. It's fine. I was looking at wilt on my page. That's why. Um. Yeah, so she's a lot less eager to love as Romeo is, which is very apparent here. Um, anyway, as I was saying, uh, but if you swear it, I worry that you might be lying. Um, so she's like, "How do I? How do I know? How do I know you're actually you actually love me? How do I know you're being truthful here?" Um, at lovers' perjuries, they say Jove laughs. Um, so here, lovers commit per or breaking an oath, so often that it's said that Jov, the king of go, not the king of govs, Jove, <laughs> the king of gods, laughs when it happens. Um, so as they say, Jove laughs at lovers' betrayals. Um, would you like to um, take it from O Gentle Romeo?
0: Sure. O Gentle Romeo, if thou dost love, pronounce it faithfully, or rather truthfully in this instance. Or, if thou thinkest I am too quickly one, I'll frown and be perverse, and say thee nay, so thou wilt woo, but else not for the world. In truth, fair Montague, I am too fond, and therefore thou mayest think my behavior light, but trust me, gentlemen, I'll prove more true than those that have more cunning to be strange. Okay. That's a fair chunk of text.
1: Fair chunk of text.
0: So, Oh, gentle Romeo, not even, if thou dost love, pronounce it truthfully. Or if thou thinkest I am too quickly, one will frown and be perverse and say nay. And say thee nay. So, um, oh, gentle Romeo, if you do love me, then I, I would like you to say it, pronounce it. If you think I'm too quickly one, as seems to be the case in my completely out of analyzation, Mike, if I, if I, she's a bit, I don't know, if, uh, if thou think'st I am too quickly won, then for your benefit I will frown and be stubborn and say no, no, I, I refuse thy love so that you can uh, woo me, but otherwise I, I wouldn't do that for the world, I am very much in love with you, in truth, fair Montague, I am too fond, I do love you, and therefore thou mayest think my behavior is light or promiscuous. But uh, trust me, gentlemen, I'll prove more true or upright and those who have more cunning to be strange or shy. And then it leads off with, I should have been more strange. Take it away.
1: Should have been more strange at i should have been more strange i must confess but that thou overheardst ere i was where my true love passion therefore pardon me and not impute this wielding this wielding to light love which the dark knight hath so discovered so we've got a little bit of wordplay here um albeit insignificant but um there's the antith- antithesis here of light love followed by dark night. um once again pretty insignificant but um may as well note uh so um yeah so she's saying here i i should have made you try more um not going to lie but then you overheard my speech there at the balcony and um where well, there's no going back so pardon me for my boldness and uh, don't think i'm taking this lightly in the dark night really just like kind of not folding back on herself um <laughs>
0: just really kind of deciding, <laughs> no <laughs> no uh
1: yeah she's really just like listen had i known you were there i would have played a little harder to get like i wouldn't have exposed myself so aggressively but uh you heard <laughs> me and um we're here now we're in it now um yeah so then romeo comes in with a. What does Romeo come in with?
0: Lady by yonder, blessed moon, I vow that tips with silver all these fruit tree tops. And then it cuts off.
1: And she he gets interrupted.
0: He gets interrupted. And by
1: yonder, goes. blessed moon, I vow.
0: So, mm. so... <laughs> Romeo goes, okay, okay, I, I I, see your rules, I see your justification, I will try and follow them as best I possibly can. And so he starts to vow and say truthfully what he means. Lady by yonder, blessed moon, I vow that tips with silver all these fruit tree tops, and then he's cut off. But that's quite a swell, swell bit of imagery we have there. So Romeo begins to swear his love until he's, of course, interrupted. As I've said, he swears by the moon, which as it passes across the night sky, appears to be a silver ball atop the fruit trees in the orchard. So very, very descriptive. And then Juliet comes in.
1: Yeah. And uh, one more thing about that Romeo excerpt there is that uh, we're going, we're kind of going all the way back to the beginning of the scene or yeah, at the beginning of the scene with that moon uh, reference there. So it's a very common theme we're seeing with this scene is the constant um, comparison to the moon and the sun and very, like, astronomical themes. Um, yeah, so Juliet interrupts, swear not by the moon, the inconsistent moon, that monthly changes in her circled orb, lest that thy love prove likewise variable. Um So just these two lines, we get a lot. So, um, oh, swear not by the moon, the inconsistent moon. Uh, As we all know, we've got the phases of the moon. The appearance of the moon is constantly changing during its monthly course around the earth. And it's hardly the object by by which a lover would wanna swear his or her consistency. Um, That monthly changes in her circled orb or orbit. Uh, We're going back to that thought that the stars were believed to be fixed in a giant sphere that rotates around the earth um the moon was also thought to be fixed in a different sphere which also rotated around the earth but um just a different speed than the stars less that thy love proved likewise variable um so you might prove your love just as inconsistent just as uh impermanent
0: and then romeo pipes up and goes well I'm, I'm, I'm really trying here. What shall I swear by? And then Juliet goes, do not swear at all. Or if thou wilt swear by thy gracious self, which is the God of my idolatry, and I'll believe thee. So to dissect that, as I've said, Romeo goes, come on, give me something. Juliet says, don't swear at all. Or if you must, swear on yourself, which I already behold as much as a God. I already revere you, right? So, I'll believe you if you do that. Romeo tries, as we see, but um, yeah. Go on.
1: If my dear heart's, let me take that back. If my <laughs> heart's dear love, so if my beloved, and then he gets cut off again. Juliet, just really not making up her mind here. Well, do not swear. Although I joy in thee, I have no joy of this contract tonight. So um. In Shakespeare's time, all it took for a couple to be married was for them to swear an oath of their love for each other, so a contract of sorts. Um, so not like modern, where you have to sign a document. Um, you just just saying, "I swear, I love you," was all it took, and you could just, <laughs> in that time, immediately go- start going at it without committing a sin or <laughs> breaking the law.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: because a uh,
1: reminder: in that time, you could not go at it so to speak without being married um
0: <laughs> nose to the grindstone
1: so um for, <laughs> for a marriage contract to be enforceable <laughs> in a court of law it required a witness but that could be anybody uh even the barmaid in a pub so, I'm um, in this scene when Romeo swears his love for Juliet. He's essentially proposing that they become married right then, right now.
0: He climbs right on up that balcony t- and <laughs> just um
1: goes ham.
0: As as my <laughs> as my delightful co-host would say, "Get at it." As my as my very romantic co-host would say, just <laughs> pounding hard and relentlessly. So go on.
1: So um. <laughs> when Romeo is swearing his love for Juliet here he's essentially just proposing that they be married and uh, it's no wonder Juliet's like, um calm yourself <laughs> and she's not exactly happy rushing into such a contract, uh, especially without a witness, without it being um, valid you could say so then she goes on it is too rash, don't shake your head at me
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is too rash, too unadvised, too sudden, too like the lightning with which doth cease to be air. One can say it lightens. So Juliet's comparing their relationship uh, with Romeo to lightning in that it's moving fast, and she fears it'll end just as quickly qu- quick, quick, quickly. So we all know lightning; it's it's there and then it's gone. And so she's a hey, no, you're a rock star. No, um,
0: <laughs> that would be a whole different.
1: <laughs> yeah. So she's just saying, this is going way too fast for me. Uh, it's too unadvised. It's too sudden. It's too fleeting. Um, so she's like, sweet. Good night. Um, take it away. <laughs> I've been okay. talking for too long.
0: Sweet. Good night. Uh... <laughs> 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 Um Go sweet good night. This bud of love, my summer's ripening breath, may prove a beauty's flower when next we meet. Good night, good night, as sweet repose and rest come to thy heart as that within my breast. Okay. So <laughs> sweet good night. This promise of love might bloom when next we meet, like a bud matured into a flower under the heat of summer good night good night um may you be as content as i that has a double meaning um
1: (laughs) as 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 we've become quite familiar with in this play
0: this has a double meaning and it goes well maybe our love will have blossomed and um the other meaning is (laughs) go on I I'm still going through puberty. Maybe my body will have blossomed more by when next we meet. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ron. It's true. It's um. <laughs> it's, there's your double meaning, folks. Uh, <laughs> Love to hear it. Romeo goes for. The jugular. He just goes, yeah, okay. Go Another
1: for little bit of double meaning here. Oh, wilt thou leave me so <laughs> unsatisfied? So, um,
0: I want it. Dang,
1: man. <laughs> All right, then. She's like, oh, are you going to leave me so unsatisfied? And, um, yeah, so they're kind of. She's not into really that. into
0: it right now, my guy.
1: She's not at all. And he's like, okay, come on. Come on, come on baby. Let's just do have it. Have
0: you seen this? Are you really going to, I mean, come on. You're off. really just
1: going to like do do me like that tonight? In the dark of this orchard here tonight? This balcony? You're going to do me like that? There's a delightful little um,
0: tree over there. Anyways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And Juliet's like, what satisfaction canst thou have tonight? Um, uh, uh, really, just playing dumb there, or maybe she—maybe she's really just curious. Who knows?
0: Yeah, and then Romeo backpedals, <laughs>
1: <laughs> he backpedals right on
2: out of there. He
0: backpedals so fast he almost makes a beeping noise, and he goes, "Well, uh, the exchange of thy love's faithful vow for mine."
1: Yeah, there's not much to explain there. He's just like, oh shit uh <laughs> and then juliet's like i gave the mind before that request requested and yet i wouldn't were to give again um he's like well, i wish i had my vow to give it to you again but i uh, gave it to you earlier man
0: well uh what's that withdrawn for what purpose love okay and this <laughs> this delightful little bit um you'd take it back for what Why why would you take it back? And then
1: it's not like I'm being really creepy right now.
0: No, no, no. What?
1: (laughs) Juliet says, but to be frank and give it to thee again. Um, so here Juliet's use of the word frank. Uh we've got a bit of a double meaning. Uh in one sense, Frank just means free. So Juliet Juliet wants to be free to give her love, to give her vow of love to again. To give her vow of love again. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then in another sense, the word means generous. So um, Juliet just wants to be generous to Romeo by repeating her vow of love. Mm. That's how she wants to be generous. Um, <laughs> and yet I wish, but for the thing I have, my bounty is as boundless as the same. My love is deep. The more I give to thee, the more I have for both are infinite. So, um.
0: okay. Now to Romeo's credit, if if I'm in the middle of a date and, you know, she turns to me and goes, my bounty is as boundless as the sea, I, I, I take that to mean, I, I, I take that to mean one thing. Do you? Am, am I wrong in thinking in thinking <laughs> that one thing? So
1: here she's saying... My desire to give you, to give to you is as big as the sea. My love is as deep. The more I give to you, the more I have for my, for both my love and the sea are infinite. And, um, interrupting this wonderful discussion, the nurse calls from within the house offstage, um, to which Juliet replies, or I guess reacts with.
0: Oh, I hear some noise within Dear love, adieu Uh, So she's going to go with the nurse The nurse, very impatient, yells again From within the house And she calls back going Anon, good nurse, I'll be right there And then back to Romeo Sweet Montague, be true, stay but a little I will come again She's like, okay, uh, you be faithful I'm going to go by time, I'll be right back
1: And then she exits For not the last time in the scene (laughs) Um, not nearly yeah so from here on out we've got a little bit of push and pull between Romeo and the nurse on Juliet's side Romeo Romeo whoa (laughs) (laughs) Romeo (laughs) responds oh blessed blessed night I'm afeard being in night all this is but a dream too flattering sweet to be substantial so now that Juliet's left he says um he's like oh I hope this isn't a dream it's too good to be true um to which Juliet re-enters the scene and goes, Three
0: words, dear Romeo, and good night indeed. (laughs) If that I bent of love be honorable, thy purpose, marriage, send me word tomorrow by one that I'll procure to come to thee, where and what time thou wilt perform the rite and all my fortunes at thy foot I'll lay and follow thee, my lord, throughout the world. So here's what we have. Um, three words dear Romeo which is it just means one more thing it's just like one second when it never really means one second three words (laughs) dear Romeo and good night indeed if that thy bent if or if thy purpose if if your desire of love is honorable and not um and you're not just being horny then I I would love to honor it if if your purpose be marriage send me word tomorrow and I I You'll send me word by one that I procure by one that I find to go to thee. Um, you'll send word back through them where and what time you will have the rights performed, the marriage rights performed. And if you do this, I'll be there. I'll lay all my fortunes at your feet and follow you throughout this world.
1: Yeah. So she's really just saying, if you really mean this tomorrow, we'll do it. We'll get married. Um, the nurse, once again, uh, this time we have more of, we it's a line uh she calls from within madam
0: what does that mean
1: <laughs> what does it mean well it means madam um and deep stuff know. there uh Juliet I do come and on but if that mean it's not well I do beseech thee madam. She gets interrupted uh but here we've got I come on to the nurse but if that means not well I do beseech thee to Romeo uh so here she's saying if you're not serious then- and I beg you. She gets interrupted by the nurse with another madam. Juliet replies to the nurse, "By and by I come. Uh, just I'm on my way. Just give me a minute." Uh, then back turns to Romeo, continuing her thought. Cease thy strife and give me and leave me to my grief tomorrow. Will I send. Uh, so essentially, her whole thought here is, "But if you're not serious, and I beg you to quit pursuing me and leave me to my grief, I'll send someone to you tomorrow." Uh, and then Romeo replies,
0: "So thrive my soul."
1: And then Juliet, a thousand times, goodnight. And then she leaves again. Uh,
0: um, not for the final time. Absolutely not. <laughs> Definitely so, not. Uh, Romeo goes, agreed. And she goes, great. A, a thousand times, goodnight. And I'll see you. And she leaves. <laughs> and Romeo goes, well, a thousand times the worse to want thy light, to lack thy light. Love goes toward love as schoolboys from their books, but love from love. Towards school with heavy looks. So I have a delightful little wording here. So a thousand times good night, says Juliet. A thousand times the worse because you know I love your company. You're so bright, vivid. Love you so much. <laughs> love goes toward love. And you know, he's comparing love to magnets, or in this case, as schoolboys from their books. It, even back then, school was not a pleasurable thing to endure. Um, but love from love towards school with heavy looks. So the, he's referencing a kind of school of love here in this instance. And he's saying that love from love, when they part, they look back to school with heavy looks. So he's just playing on opposites here and going, love attracts love. And from it, there's just discourse. The world is in disarray. So, and then Romeo retires slowly, only to be interrupted by Ron.
1: Juliet comes back, guys. How crazy is that? She left again. She came back. Never would have expected it. Uh, hissed, Romeo hissed, or just pss, 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 pss. <laughs> Sorry, that was really aggressive.
2: It's very um, aggressive.
1: <laughs> oh, for a falconer's voice to lure this tasseled gentle back again. So Tassel Gentle is a male falcon, and uh, back in Shakespeare day, shake, back in Shakespeare day, back in Shakespeare's day, training falcons was a popular sport and a form of hunting. And um, Juliet wishes she had the skill to lure Romeo back with her voice, as a falconer can call his falcon back with just his voice. Bondage is hoarse and may not speak aloud; else, would I tear the cave where Echo lies. And make her airy tongue more hoarse than mine with repetition, rep, repetition of my Romeo. So here bondage, bondage. We have a few little analogies here. Bondage is, or metaphors, I guess you could say, bondage is hoarse and may not speak aloud. Uh, being a child in a former for, formal household, I am bound to certain rules which prevent me from displaying my emotions freely. Uh, else would I tear the cave where Echo lies and make her airy tongue or loud voice more hoarse than mine with repetition of my Romeo. So um, one of my favorite Greek myths here, Echo was a nymph who um consorted with Zeus, king of the gods, but uh, when Zeus's wife found out, uh, she punished Echo by limiting her speech by to repeating the last few words she heard. And um, Echo is often portrayed as living in, a de- in an isolated cave. That is also just one Uh, version of the myth there's others where she simply ratted out Zeus for consorting with a different nymph and blah 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 all in all it ended with Hera punishing her to only be able to repeat the last few words she was spoken to or that was spoken to her or that she heard um so yeah that's I don't need to go any deeper into that um how does Romeo reply to this
0: well It is my soul that calls upon my name. How silver sweet sound, lovers' tongues by night, like softest music to attending ears. So (laughs) it is my soul that calls upon my name. Upon my name. Romeo refers to Juliet as my soul, as if the two of them had already been joined together as a single entity. And so he (laughs) just really pushing it. Um, Really pushing it. It is my soul, it is Juliet that calls upon my name, how silver sweet, and of course this is just completely different, how silver sweet sound lovers' tongues by night, sound lovers' voices by night, like softest music to attending ears, which, I mean, were we to enact the scene without tripping up a few times, as um, it's coming up here, Nias, which I'd like to go over, but uh, anyways, it, it really is a beautiful passage, and it's almost a little bit as though Shakespeare's complimenting himself.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we've got, like I said before, when I mentioned the shared lines, we've got three here. And um, all that really means is uh, Shakespeare wrote in form or in verse, I guess. And uh, so when you've got the shared lines, it'd be uh, as if these three different um, because juliet romeo juliet so it's all, as if it's all in one line written in the same line of verse so it'd be romeo my dear what o'clock tomorrow but obviously spoken by the two different uh characters there um
0: my nias, nice, my
1: my it's yeah my dear my nias. Nice, it's a uh, it, whole thing
0: yeah, this is quite embarrassing because i i practice falconry or hawking and i've never once come across this term really and um years <laughs> yeah I've never once but uh, yes go on
1: yeah so uh, Juliet is once again trying to steer the conversation back on track so she can get back to her nurse she says Romeo uh, Ju- Romeo replies my nias nice, or uh, my dear in some translations or I guess in some versions um, and that just picking up on Juliet's metaphor earlier, in which she called Romeo um, a falcon. He now refers to her as his nias or a baby hawk. Um, Juliet keeps on with, what o'clock tomorrow shall I send to thee? So once again, just like, listen, I get it. I'll I'll send somebody for you tomorrow. Um, And she's asking when, pretty self-explanatory, by the hour of nine. Um, Once again, another shared line here. So we're getting into a lot of shared lines in which essentially... Shakespeare's just drilling into the fact that um, they're kind of already working as one, as Romeo already compared to them. As Romeo already like um, thought of them as being one entity, now they are sharing lines, continuing each continu- whoa, continuing each other's thoughts. Exactly. Um, yeah.
0: And upon hearing of Romeo's at the hour of nine, I will, um, at the hour of nine, I, I will be available. Juliet goes, I will not fail you Tis 20 years till then <laughs> i forget i forgot why i did call me back so i i'm not going to fail i'm juliet all right i don't do
1: that <laughs> guys i'm juliet like come on cut me some slack give me some here
0: and then she goes "Tis 20 years till then which um i i I keep forgetting her actual age, but I would imagine, no, that that's pretty accurate for that day's life expectancy, which was t- <laughs> 20 years since, uh, until I will expire or my body will fail and I will die. And then she goes, I forgot why I did call thee back. Why are you here again? Well, what did I say?
1: <laughs> and then Romeo says, let me stand here till I remember it. So really just I'll happily wait um, in your presence for you to remember. Juliet replies i shall forget to have you stand there remembering how i love thy company um so she's just saying i shall I, I will intentionally forget why i called you back just so you don't have to leave um so it's it's a it's a really sweet um interaction here and it's kind of like it kind of reminds me of like when you're like fight over who's gonna say good night first like who's gonna get off the phone first like no you will know you um It's like, well, I'm just not going to talk so you don't have to leave. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And Romeo, and I'll still say to have the still forget forgetting any other home but this. Um, Stop this, cut this off. Tis almost morning, I would have thee gone and yet no further than a wontons bird then lets it hop a little from this from his hand. Like a poor prisoner in his twisted gyves, and with a silken thread plucks it back again so loving jealous of his liberty um so we've got it's a little weird actually um it's almost morning and i want you to go but i don't (laughs) want you to go further than a little hop from my hand before you're pulled back uh like the bird of a spoiled child who keeps the thing like a prisoner out of jealousy for its freedom
0: and then romeo responds going i would i were your bird i i wish I was your bird, so that you could take care of me. And then Juliet responds with, Sweet, so would I, yet I should kill thee with much cherishing. Good night, good night, parting is such sweet sorrow, that I shall say good night. That I shall be say Mara.
1: good night to thee. deep, An iconic line there. Um, and then Absolutely. Juliet finally exits for the final time.
0: Absolutely. But, uh, sweet, so would I, yet I should kill thee with much cherishing. I would look after, I I would essentially pet you to death. I would look after you so carefully and I would give you so much affection that it would kill you. It's like um, squeezing with love just to death.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: (laughs) And then Romeo to finish us off.
1: Sleep dwell upon thine eyes, peace in thy breast. Would I were sleep and peace so sweet to rest? Hence will I to my ghostly friar's close cell, his help to crave and my dear hap to tell. First mention of our dear friend Friar Lawrence. Um really love the guy.
0: Just a can you great, sense the sarcasm? Great, great guy.
1: Yeah, so sleep, dwell upon thine eyes, peace in thy breast. Um, pretty much just sleep well, sleep tight, don't let the, the, the Um Shakespearean version of sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite. Um Wish or, I were sleeping peace. The,
0: don't let the bed bugs cherish you too much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um wish I were sleeping peace, so sweet to rest, or um, if only I could be sleeping peace to rest there with you. Hence <laughs> will I to my ghost your spiritual friar close friars close cell or cottage. So um a friar is a member of one of these several Catholic uh, religious orders, and um in some ways friars are like monks. Uh, they both take vows of poverty and chastity, but um, in other ways, they are very different. Monks retreat from a society and live in an aesthetic life in religious devotion to a self sustaining monastery, whereas a, um, a friar lives out in society and, and is devoted to providing services to his community, services that we will find, we will become very familiar with in this play. Um, his help to crave or ask, in my dear happiness to tell. So I'll go to the cell of my priest. I'll ask his help and tell him about my very good fortune. And then he too leaves.
0: Leaves exunt.
1: And that is the end of this very long scene (laughs) that we've haphazardly stumbled through.
0: That is our analysis today, folks, in as much detail as we could possibly muster as you lot seem to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah
1: we enjoy, we very much enjoy these episodes, or at least I do.
0: You know, it, yeah. And if, you, if you'd like to um, hear more banter between us and just our lives, who we are as people, and uh, what we think on the complex issues of the world as I g- just grill Rowan relentlessly, listen to Listening In, a new podcast yeah. that we've launched featuring, wouldn't you know it, us
1: crazy how that works
2: that's
0: insane um,
1: yeah it's definitely more it's less it's uh, unscripted,
2: unscripted unstructured
1: very much kind of what we were going for with this podcast but didn't end up achieving mm-hmm. um we just kind of talk you, you just listen in on our conversations um very clever name very i, I love it i love everything about it um I, as
0: do i it's it's quite a little passion project and uh yeah yeah so go we're check not really that out.
1: Yeah, we don't have much of a schedule. We're not like we're going to post every week. Um, it's just kind of as we as, as we feel. the inspiration strikes. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Listen to us talk about as the first episode is called and this podcast is called Anything and Everything. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah. Yes. W- with that, we we thank you guys very much. We hope you enjoyed this specific episode and um...
1: yeah. Check out All of our things, all of the places, Instagram, TikTok, the website, uh, YouTube, now with video. Which I
0: promise you, I promise you, Instagram and TikTok, those things are going to be booming.
1: They're going to be. I have ideas. We've got a really great Romeo and Juliet meme that I'm very proud of, as I mentioned. Uh, I've got some ideas for the TikTok. Um, You'll be getting clips. Um,
0: At anything and everything pod.
1: Behind the scenes. Um, Also check out our Discord where you can... um, Most of the time, listen to us record, listen to us plan. Um,
0: This, keep in mind, is all found in the description of wherever you are listening to this hmm. podcast.
1: Also, the website. uh, That's kind of like the hub for everything. Um,
0: Where you can sign on to be a guest of the show, should you so choose. Do be interesting, though, and have a topic to talk about. That always helps.
1: (laughs) Always helps. Love that. Always helps. Always helps. Uh, With that
0: we love you people we've come to the end of our time not as much as Romeo loves Juliet but (laughs) we do love you nonetheless
1: yes we do and um good night bye
0: good night bye